I asked Instagram, who wants to be featured? What kind of questions? And I had a couple of quite a few interesting questions come through. I haven't really read these ahead of time. All I've done is just collected, screenshotted the questions, and then I'm going to be able to post them up as they get answered. I also have a couple of video questions for you too, which are pretty cool. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and hello to you. Hello. Yeah. Hey, check out my fancy new camera. Can you guys tell a difference? Can you guys see a difference? I got me a fancy new camera. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm. 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 What am I? Am, what am I? Like I'm. I'm stepping up my game now. I'm. I'm on fleek. I'm flexing. All those words. No, you know what? I'm just trying to make it a better uh, viewing experience for you and. Um, making this just a better podcast all the time. Always trying to improve, always trying to evolve. You guys get it. So this is going to be a solo podcast today. And what I am doing is I asked Instagram, who wants to be featured? What kind of questions? And I had a couple of quite a few interesting questions come through. I haven't really read these ahead of time. All I've done is just collected, screenshotted the questions, and then I'm going to be able to post them up as they get answered. I also have a couple of video questions for you too, which are pretty cool. All right. So shall we start? And I'm just going to start at the beginning and then work my way through them. I think we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 questions plus two videos pretty good. Uh, and these are just kind of random questions that people have asked me. And I'm going to be authentic and real and honest and raw with you because I haven't looked over these questions ahead of time, like I said. And so it's going to come out as very real. I hope that's all right. Here we go. First question. I know this is um, the person that asked this is Liz, Lightning Liz, one of my Rebel for Life Rebels, uh, who has been with the program for a long time and she's in my maintenance group now. So congratulations to Liz for reaching goal weight. She asks, Christy, your blue Mohawk is my favorite, but how about trying bright green? The problem with these fashion colors that you see me doing is fading. It doesn't matter what it looks like when you're sitting in the chair of the salon. Because when you're sitting in the chair of the salon, it'll never look like that again, ever. It starts to fade the second you wash it. It will never, ever, ever look like that again. People don't realize that. And a lot of times people see like something on Instagram or Pinterest or some other cool hair color. That's not even the real hair color. It has been enhanced. It has been Photoshopped. It has been the color correct. It's not really what the real color is. So even if... I could get a green to that bright color or whatever sitting in the chair. The second I walk out of that salon and the second I go home and the second I wash it for the first time, even though I wash my Mohawk in ice cold water only once a week to prevent the fading, the green is still going to fade and it's going to fade into gangrene. 
Okay, it's going to fade into the ugliest color green ever. So it doesn't matter how great it looks sitting in a salon chair. What is it going to fade to? Because doing this is expensive. Um, when I turned my hair from red to purple, it was $500 in five and a half hours. And that was with Mallory, who was willing to take on such a huge project. Very, very, very difficult to do this kind of stuff. So it's not what it seems. I have no interest in going to green. That's a color that I won't go to simply because of the way it's going to fade. It's going to fade ugly. And I'm not going to have busted uh, stripper uh, prostitute colored hair. All right. Next question. How many electrolytes should one drink per day? Good question. One I get all the time. The amount of electrolytes you need to add is according to your symptoms. So on a, the Code Red Lifestyle, because we don't eat foods that hang on to water and we also drink a lot of water, we happen to be flushing a lot of electrolytes and minerals out a lot. So we want to re replenish those electrolytes by either one of three items, Redmond Real Salt or Redmond Relight Powder, your Ultima, or the Caged Muscle Hydra Charge. Those are the three approved electrolyte replacements. You can also just put Redmond Real Salt, salt, one teaspoon per gallon, shake, 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 and drink it. You can do that. There are other ways to replenish your electrolytes. You can replenish, uh, you can buy, by drinking apple cider vinegar cocktail. And remember, the apple cider vinegar itself doesn't have the electrolytes in it. It's the acetic acid in the apple cider vinegar that helps mobilize the pinned up and the bound up electrolytes and minerals in your body. So that's what's so great about electrolytes. Anyway, you could do other things that help. But the point is, what are your symptoms? Are you drowsy? Are you fatigued? Are you dizzy? Uh, do you have a general feeling of malaise? Are you cramping? If you're having those symptoms, then add more electrolytes. Now me, I don't have cramping, dizziness, fatigue. I don't have any of those stuff, those things, but I drink a scoop of HydroCharge with every 40 ounce code red water bottle. All right. I don't need, and I do have my apple cider vinegar drink, and I don't need much more than that. There are people that need a ton more electrolytes than I do. It all depends on you and your symptoms. However much you need is how your symptoms are manifesting themselves. If you're doing everything and you're still not getting enough, if you're still having those symptoms, double it. That means you need more. If you're having Morton's table salt, that crap overprocessed Morton's table salt, and you're putting that in your water, no wonder you're not getting any relief. That's crap is an absolute joke. It's a joke. So make sure that you just go by way of symptoms. Are you having symptoms? Are you having no symptoms? Are you craving sugar? When you're craving sugar, that's a very strong indicator that you're not getting enough sodium. Are you, you know, and anyway, I named off the symptoms already. We talk about this on our help desk. You can always go to our knowledge base, support.codebreadlifestyle.com and use the search bar to search for what you want to learn about. The next question. Hi, Christy. I see that your husband is an avid road cyclist. Does he also mountain bike? We both do. Yes. 
I know that I don't talk about this very often and I don't mountain bike much anymore, but we have, we're both avid cyclists. Um, he is a lot more than me nowadays. We have ridden our road bikes and our mountain bikes all over the world. We've ridden our mountain bikes through the Dolomites in Alta Badia, Italy. We've ridden through the Pyrenees mountains in Spain. Uh, we've ridden all through Bend, Oregon, all the trails in Bend, Oregon, through Moab, Utah. We've been everywhere riding our mountain bikes. So yes, he probably enjoys mountain biking nowadays a little bit more than road biking. He does road bike on Saturday and Sundays, mostly Saturdays with the cycling group because you really don't, I mean, road, road riding is dangerous being that you could get hit by a car, but if you're in a group of, you know, 35 people, the chances of you getting hit are a lot less because it's a, a bigger moving like beehive going down the road. So I get nervous when he rides by himself, when he road rides by himself, he wears an ID bracelet called the road ID and he always carries his phone and I, I have a tracking, we can track each other and I track him just because if he goes down, I need to be able to find that man. And it's a scary thought. But yes, we both mountain bike and road bike. I, I don't so much anymore, but he does every day, every single day. Okay. And we've ridden our road bikes all over the world too. Italy, France, Germany, all over, all over the United States. We've ridden through, you know, Heber. We did the, I mean, we just did a lot of stuff. So can code red be adjusted for an athlete in maintenance? Yes. So what happens when you get to maintenance is... I mean, wait. For, let me back up and say that. Listen, you're uh, if you are in weight loss mode and, and you're an athlete, you're a fat athlete. Okay, you're a fat athlete like I used to be. So once you get your weight off by using Code Red and you get moved to the maintenance group and you are now in the maintenance program, we incorporate exercise. Now, if you've been exercising the whole time that you were in weight loss mode, that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But now we need to talk about what do you need adjusted? What is going on? What are you feeling like you're missing? You know, because you were fat before because you were making a lot of food mistakes. If you made the mistakes that I made before when I was a fat athlete, I was giving myself more food because I thought, well, I just rode my bike 75 miles. I can eat more. Or, well, I just did CrossFit for an hour. I can eat more. And I was fat. I was fat. There's no way to to be able to exercise off your weight problem, your excess weight. So now that you're down at where you should be on your weight, um, and now that you're in maintenance, we got to deep dive into what's going on with you and what you're trying to achieve and find out how to give you whatever you're missing in your athletic performance without putting weight back on. So yes, to answer your question, yes, it will be adjusted. You have to adjust it. Everybody is different and we have to find what works for you. That's going to work for long-term. Uh, you have to remember that you ain't never going back to your old ways. All right. That's what got you in the, in the trouble in the first place. Myself, I'm not judging you myself too. Me too. But so there are rules that you're going to adhere to no matter athlete or no athlete. So we, we, you have to understand that your life is going to look a little different now, but if we're switching to foods that are going to cause you to perform better, then that's fine. We can switch to that and we can, we can explore that. Everybody's different. Everybody needs a personalized program. And so we will work on that in maintenance. Totally. Do you do carnivore people colon out have bag, no vegetables? Okay. So I think there is no punctuation in this, but I think that that's what this person is trying to say. Do I, do I do carnivore people? Do I 
do I allow carnivore people to come into the program? This person, I guess he or she has a colon out and they have a colostomy bag. I think that's probably what she means by bag and she cannot have vegetables. Okay. So what is carnivore? There is this way of eating, which is the same way our ancestors ate, which is called carnivore. And that means basically animal protein only. It's a no sugar, no carbs, no fiber diet. And it's basically, it's animal protein only. Because if you look back on earlier man and our ancestors, that's all they ate. They used vegetables as fallback foods. They only ate vegetables and fruit and honey when it was in season or if they couldn't have access to organs or um, any kind of animal, you know, muscle meat. So if you have a colostomy and you can't have vegetables, but you're on carnivore, I'm carnivore. I'm wondering, do you have a weight, do you have a weight problem? Because it's really hard to have a weight problem if you're on carnivore. I would bet not knowing anything about you that you're eating junk food and you're eating carnivore. You're carnivore with junk food. You're carnivore with junk food. So yes, I mean, we, we can certainly, we can certainly help you, but you need to, what you're going to do is you're going to take the food list and you're going to not eat the items on the eat side that you don't want to eat. That's what we do for vegetarians and vegans. But under no circumstances are you allowed to have anything on the do not eat side. So when I say no legumes and no lentils during weight loss mode, because they contain lectins and they're high in carbs and they stall your weight loss, I don't want you to have those. So you just omit the things on the eat side that you are unable to or do not want to eat. That's how we adjust code red to different circumstances like this. Great question. Great question. What would be your dream vacation? Oh, I don't really have a dream vacation because any place I want to go, I go. Nothing holds me back. I have been to Europe 11 times. I have been to Beijing. I've been to Costa Rica. I've been all over the United States, Canada, and Mexico. I have never not gone somewhere that I want to go. So I don't dream of certain vacations. There are places that I just are on my list of places to go. I mean, up until March of 2020, it was just basically just a list of places I wanted to go. Nothing holds me back. Money, time, fear. I have no problem with any of those. You know, as long as I have a place to put my dogs, as long as Miles is, as long as we're, we're, we're going to go, nothing holds me back from going to where I want to go. So to rephrase this question, I don't really have a dream vacation. Um, I don't dream of like, oh, I dream of going to this place. But on my list of places to go would be, I want to hike through the Andes Mountains in Peru. I think the Andes Mountains are like a thousand kilometers. I mean, they're huge. I want to go to Cambodia, Vietnam. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Scotland, Ireland, Wales, uh, Netherlands. Um, I want to go to, um, oh, where else do I want to go? I don't really want to go to Australia now. I don't really have that, like a big desire to go there. Um, so there are places that are on my list of places to go, but it's just a matter of just right now at this point where I'm recording this in April of 2021, we're still heavily regulated on our travel. And so the only thing that's keeping Miles and I from going to our next place on our list is just travel mandates and travel regulations and, and restrictions, not knowing if we can get 
back out of the country, not knowing if we can get back into our country, not knowing what they're going to do to us when we get there. You know, the government can change its mind at any moment's notice. So that's the only thing keeping us from going. I absolutely love traveling to new places. You know, I've, I've, I had a dream once to swim in the Mediterranean in the, you know, like, uh, in, and I got to do that. I jumped off of a yacht in the Mediterranean where there were dolphins and, swam it, it outside of, I think, Carpathos, Greece. Um, and so there are so many really great things. I've been all through Italy, France. I rode my bike up the Tour Malay. Um, gosh, so many great things that I've done. And I don't really, like right now, I just dream of going places without being so heavily regulated, without being so, you know, being able to to get op- for the world to open back up for us to be able to go to other countries and stuff because everybody has their restrictions right now on travelers and foreigners. So that would, that's kind of my answer on the dream vacation. I just don't have, I don't sit and dream. It's just a matter of opening the world back up so I can go. And I definitely love, love, love to travel. I'm a good traveler. I'm calm. I'm, I keep a level head. Nothing much freaks me out. I love it. I really, really love to travel. I love to travel to new places. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited to get to travel again. Miles and I are just trying to hunt out. Uh, I want to go to Antarctica. Oh my gosh. So many great places. All right. Why does a person crave sweets after eating? Chemical imbalance or habit? It could be a little bit of both. Um, a lot of times people are craving sweets because of a lack of sodium in their in their body. So if you're craving sweets, that is a, sh- a really strong indicator that you're not getting enough good quality salt. Of course, we're a big fan of Redmond Real Salt. You can get a discount by using the code CODERED15. I would suggest you go to Redmond and get some. It's a family-owned company out of Salt Lake City, Utah. We love them. They're very good to Code Red, very good to our Rebels. They love us. They support us. Um, so I would, first of all, say you're probably not getting enough salt. Yeah, so that would be my, I guess, my uh, my definition of a chemical imbalance. Um, the second thing is out of habit. Absolutely. I mean, we are so conditioned. We are so conditioned to have certain things. Well, you just, you just have dinner. You just have dessert after dinner. I mean, that's what everybody kind of thinks. Well, why? Why is that? It's a lot of what we do when it comes to eating is out of habit. You know, you have breakfast at eight, you have lunch at noon, and you have dinner at six. Well, says who? Says habit. Says society. Says everybody else. That's not necessarily what works out best for you. So a lot of this and just conditioned behavior, we're just habituated to it. Oh, I agree with you on that, but I would definitely, if you are having cravings of sweets, First of all, you need to get strict on code red. Like get all the way on code red. Don't dabble in code red. There's a lot of people that are like, I, I eat code red. Yeah, you eat code red and you're having haagen ice cream. You're eating code red and popcorn. You're eating code red and, you know, a popsicle. Like just don't do the and. Do code red or don't do code red. The problem is when you eat code red and that other, you dabble in the other sweets and other sugar, you're not giving code red a fair shake and you're saying that code red doesn't work. Bull crap. You ain't working it. You're not doing the program the way you're supposed to do it. Same thing goes with doing code red and cutting low on sleep, doing code red and cutting low on water. That's not fully doing the program. Don't half-ass it. Don't half-ass it. That's why you're craving sweets. It will go away. The sweet craving will go away if you give it just some time once you detox. But if you have got your toe dipped in the other, uh, the sweet pool, you're going to crave sweets because you're just going to be... Oh, it's always going to be lingering in your system. 
how do you stay motivated? Motivated for what? Motivated to walk my dogs? Motivated to stay faithful to my husband? Motivated to get do my hair and makeup? Motivated to eat clean? Motivated to do my workouts? Motivated to to write my thank you notes? Motivated to do my OKRs for my business? What what do you what do you to motivated for what? What are you talking about? I mean, there's a lot of areas of my life. But I'm assuming that you mean, I guess, motivated to eat clean. Is that what you're saying? And to that, I would answer, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. Motivation has nothing to do with anything that I do. Do I want to get up and drink my water? No, I'm not motivated to do that. Am I motivated to get up and walk my dogs twice a day for at least 30 minutes? No. Am I motivated to fill out my spreadsheets so that when I have my business meeting with my coach, they're all ready? No, I'm not motivated to do that. I'm not motivated to go to CrossFit. I'm not motivated to eat my veggies. I'm not motivated to go to sleep early. I'm not motivated to do any of it. Motivation has nothing to do with anything. Motivation fails you. Motivation, discipline, willpower, they're going to fail. You got to change your environment in order to ensure that you do the things you know you need to do. Environment, that's what really, environment and I would say discipline. But I have routines set in place and I have a very strong why that keeps me doing what I do each day. Motivation has nothing to do with it because most of the time I don't want to do it. But my feelings have nothing to do with anything doesn't matter if I want to do it or not. doesn't matter if I feel like it. doesn't matter if I have a headache. doesn't matter if my leg hurts. It doesn't matter if uh, I'm tired. I show up and I do the hard thing no matter what. Am I motivated? No. That word gets thrown around and it shouldn't. And I hope you guys hearing this will realize, yeah, no, I'm not motivated. No. Because motivated, I'll be looking through my Instagram and scrolling and I'll see a really muscular CrossFit chick. And you guys know I love muscular chicks doing CrossFit, throwing up a 195 overhead snatch. And I'm like, yes. But then as soon as I score, I mean, at that very second, I might be motivated to want to go to the gym. Yeah, I can't wait for CrossFit tomorrow morning. Yes. Yes, I'm going to work on my overhead snatch. As soon as I scroll right past that, the motivation is gone. It's gone. When I get my email from my business coach, from his assistant, saying, hey, fill out your paperwork, make sure you're ready to go by Friday's meeting. I'm not motivated to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. I want to sit on the ground and pet my dogs. I don't want to do my work. I do it because it's the right thing to do. I do it because that's my job. I do it because I'm, I show up. I do the hard thing. So motivation has nothing to do with anything in my life. I don't even think about motivation. It's just you do it or you don't. You're disciplined. Will I don't look I don't wait for the willpower to come along. I don't look for willpower. I don't look for the motivation. I don't it it's none of that. My environment is set up in a way to make me succeed. And I have the discipline and I have a strong why. But motivation had never comes into play for anything that I do. Will adding electrolyte powders to like Redmond to water break the five hours in between meals? Um, no. Make sure this stays under 10 calories and you'll be fine. What we're looking for is we're looking for to avoid things that elicit a metabolic response. And even if 
the five, six, seven calories that you might be getting are eliciting some kind of small metabolic response, which I don't think they are, then it's still the benefits of those electrolytes are going to outweigh any kind of a possible metabolic response, which I just don't think that you're, I just don't think it's going to yield one. So I would say no, I would say no, just keep it under 10 calories. I think you're fine. Do you personally and other long timer rebels find it harder to set mini goals plus big goals? Huh? Do you personally find it harder to set mini goals plus big goals? I don't really know what this person means. Uh, okay. I don't really know what this person means. You guys know I'm a very black and white person. So I take things at face value. Um, but so I'm not sure if I'm going to answer this right, just because I'm not really sure what they mean. I don't find it harder to set mini goals or big goals. I'm a very goal oriented and goal driven person. I set them all the time. I set daily goals, weekly goals. I set hourly goals. I set goals constantly. I mean, I'm always setting goals, big goals, little goals. I want a goal for the year, a goal for this month, a goal for this quarter. I mean, I'm always, always working towards goals. I wrote, write things down. I hang them on my bathroom mirror. So no, I don't find it hard to set mini goals plus big goals. I don't really know if that's what you meant, but no, I don't know. I don't really know what you're trying to say. So I hope I answered that. Okay. Can your program be tailored to someone who is vegan? I have pretty strong feelings about vegan. First of all, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't, hmm. let me just tell you personally, from my personal standpoint, I don't think that being vegan is a healthy lifestyle, but same thing I said about the carnivore question. All you do vegan person is you take the what to eat list and you do not eat anything on that list that you do not want to eat. Now being vegan, it's going to pare it down. It's going to be a pretty uh, scarce list for you once you take out all the animal products, but that's fine. What you absolutely cannot do, like I said, with the carnivore person is you cannot go over to the do not eat side and say, well, I'm taking out so many things here, so I'm going to go ahead and add in some grains. No, 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 no. The do not eat side is the do not eat side. No exceptions. Bottom line, period. No exception whatsoever. You cannot eat anything off the do not eat side. I don't care if you're freaking, I don't care if you're, if you're a Tibetan monk. The list is the list. And you don't get to change or alter the list ever, ever, ever. So yeah, you can be vegan. It's not tailored. All you do is not eat the crap you don't want to eat, vegan person. You don't eat the crap you don't want to eat. Don't eat it. Nobody's forcing. Guys, this is not prison. Nobody's forcing. Nobody's got a gun to your head forcing you to eat eggs if you're vegan. All right, look, whatever, like whatever. If you don't want to eat something on the list, don't eat it. But you absolutely in no way, shape, or form get to alter the list and eat off the do not eat side simply because you're bored with your few selections of food that because you're vegan. That's not my problem. Do not eat off the do not eat side ever. Just don't eat the crap you don't want to eat, vegan person. Is it normal to be freezing cold all the time and it will go away after weight loss? So what we're finding is uh, people all, they always think that they're cold because they have less body fat. And that's not true. That's not necessarily true. A lot of times when you are in between meals, which Code Red Rebels eat two times a day. So you're talking 16 hours a day that you're awake. 
maybe 30 minutes for one meal and 30 minutes for the other meal. So the other 15 hours out of the day, you're not consuming calories. When when your blood sugar drops in between meals, which is what we want it to do, that's where you're going to notice being cold. And so it's not because your body fat's coming down. It might be a small bit, but that's usually not it. It's because of the fact that your uh, blood sugar drops down in between meals. And that's why you're getting cold. I get cold too, you know, but, and I take baths and stuff, but it also could be a thyroid problem. So if you have been cold, if you've been doing code red for months and months, you've been at gold weight or whatever, I would definitely suggest having your thyroid checked. Make sure there's no thyroid problem. Okay. The thyroid is pretty easy to fix. Uh, sometimes all you need to do is take iodine. Um, sometimes you're just on a mild thyroid medication. It's really not a bad, not a big deal. Okay. All right. Our next two questions are video questions sent in. One of them is sent in by Katie and Katie. Let's listen to Katie's video right now. Hey, Christy, just wondering who are the three people who have influenced your life the most and how always wondering who are your biggest influencers? Thanks. All right. My, my three biggest influence people that have influenced my life. Um, Hmm. Probably. Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, and David Goggins. Gary V, he, I've been following him for years. I've read all of his books. He doesn't have very many, but I've read them. I've read them twice. And um, I really like his approach to building a personal brand and building your company, building your business. He does it from a point of empathy and love and to not worry so much about haters or worry so much about followers or likes or something to do what you love, put it out there and stop worrying have some patience. And he's really, I like his approach. I like his method of communicating. I really um, have learned a lot from Gary Grant Cardone. I have also read all of his books twice. Seller be sold, uh, be obsessed or be average 10 X the 10 X rule. Um, I've gone to the 10 X growth con, um, both February of 2019 and February of 2020. And I like Grant Cardone. He's really overcome a lot in his day. He is great at taking on the haters and not letting them um, influence him. He is really good at communicating what he believes. And I like his method of communicating. I like his direct approach. And I've learned a lot. Seller Be Sold was uh, life-changing for me. It learned, made me. It taught me to love sales. And it taught me to really lean into who I was and who I am and to, to double down on it, you know? Anyway, yeah, Grant Cordon. And then David Goggins, his book, Can't Hurt Me, really changed me. I wish David would post more on social media because he's absolutely incredible. And that whole book completely changed my outlook on everything. I mean, I look at everything different because of David Goggins and because of what he's been through and what he demanded of himself and what he continues to demand of himself now and what he refuses. His mind is so strong. He's incredible. He's an incredible man that I hope someday I get to meet. And he was, he's been very good to help shape my idea on a lot of things. All right. Our next video comes from Marley. Marley, what have you got to say? Christy, from what I know, berries are the only code red approved fruit, but I was wondering, is pomegranate also approved? I Googled it. It said that it's keto friendly. Don't know if that means that it's code red friendly. 
but it has so many seeds in there that I was wondering if that's enough fiber that it would still be considered code red. Okay, Marley asked about pomegranates. No, I'm going to have Code Red Rebels stay away from pomegranates. They are high in carbs and sugar. And I just, um, not that they're bad. I don't want anybody to think they're bad by any means. But they are, they're high in carbs and sugar. And they're going to stall your weight loss. And it's easy to overeat on them. And you just don't get a lot of bang for the buck. Yes, they have some fiber in them. But I would rather see you use those calories, carbs, and sugar on a much better, like an animal protein product or some other product that's going to give you more bang for your buck. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we got to go through people's commonly asked questions. People sent in questions. I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy being very candid, open, and honest with you, and upfront, and raw, and real. All those things you love about me, and that I love about other people. And I hope you learned something. Our 10-pound takedown challenge is going on every single month. So if you missed last month's challenge, you can always get in on the one coming up. I suggest you start there. If you are interested in becoming a part of the Code Red Rebel community, 10poundtakedown.com. You guys have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.